All things automotive with the petrol head, Niku Smith. 8.35, you're with SFM 104 to 107. And he's in the studio with the cup of coffee. He actually brought brought coffee for us. Yes. Oh, I, I, I think I've always done that. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I, yeah, especially if I've been away for a while. If, if I was coming in every week, it, it wasn't that easy. But if I also, yeah, now I'm making them at home. And then, yeah. yeah. But I this is like a normal coffee. This is not a cortado. No, it's not cortado. It's just a normal coffee. Yeah. Yeah. So it's strong. <laughs> you need it, <laughs> especially with this weather getting here this morning. Interesting in Gauteng. Let's talk about getting here in this weather because it's, it's, I mean, one, you're looking at roads that are slippery. You're looking mm-hmm. at roads that do have a lot of potholes. You're looking at roads. This kind of weather, one should be careful. Yeah, I was thinking if I was just driving here on my own, um, chances of me getting here without an incident is great. Mm. And the more I add cars to that equation, the, the you know, more cars means more hazard in mm. my mind. And the conditions, obviously, then also, uh, at one stage I was driving, and I really, there's so much water on the road, I could feel my car slipping. Mm. was actually starting to aquaplan a little bit, even though the, the tires are brand new. So um, the way I drive, first of all, is especially when it rains, I really drive with intent. So I'm, I'm focusing on the driving. So it's being present. Exactly. And I'm focusing on what I'm doing. If, if, if you drive down, so I went to Drakensberg now last weekend, then I was really relaxing, you know, open road, looking ahead. But I can relax a little bit more. Now when it's raining, I'm driving with intent. And the thing is, if I can keep away from other cars, I'm making my chance better of, of not being in an accident. So mm. my following distance is quite big. If if I look at normal driving, people are way too close to the car in front. Yeah. Um, so I was counting again, if there's a, let's say there's, I'm driving on the highway, um, I'm adjusting my speed to the conditions. There's a, let's say, lamppost because there's a lot of them. I go, when the car's there, 1,001, 1,002, 1,003, then I get to the lamppost. So I leave yeah. a big gap. If somebody gets too close behind me, I just get out of the way, let them go and cause an accident somewhere else because they're just too close. I don't I don't want them to be my problem. So the big thing is I'm really concentrating on what's happening around me and focusing on what where the cars are and keeping a gap all the time and letting the guys that want to drive faster just get out of the way. So really I think Michelle driving with intent, yeah, in other words being present. And yeah, so you have I concentrate a lot more. Um, and then I watch out on the highways are f- normally fine for potholes, but as soon as I get off, then you sort of watch what the water's doing as the car's going in front. Mm. You, when you, if you go through a pothole, um, especially deep on the water, it tends to shoot up straight in the air. So I also watch what the water's doing because um, uh, that gives you an indication. And uh, then lastly, you drive on what they call tire wipes. So if the car in front has cleared a path, you can see you know that the track he's yes, made, yeah. you, just, you drive on that track because he's wiped out the water. So oh. there's a bit more grip there where he's the, the, the person in front has cleared the, the path for you, so to speak. So, so yeah, that's effectively, those are the things I look out for, but I, ju- I really adjust the speed. And then, of course, um, nowadays with aircons or climate control, the cars don't really fog up, but they can. Climate, um, your aircon is the best idea. So turn up the aircon. You can turn up the heat because yep. the aircon dries the air in the car. The aircon dries, you know, takes the, the humidity away. So aircon, um, when the windows are fogging up, then yep. your aircon is going to help. So let's just go back to that term again, tire wipe. Yes. I mean, it, could, it sounds like it could be an insult. Don't be such a tire wipe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think that's a great insult. Yeah. <laughs> so just for, for our listeners, let's just go very carefully through that again because that's something I've learned that's new now and I think it's got huge value. Yeah, so when you're driving, um, the car in front, the tires, yeah. of course, have grooves to displace the water. So when The you dri- tread. The tread. 
displace the water. So yeah. the, the, um, what's happening is the, um, the tire is pushing out the water and that little bit is dry. So you can clearly see the tracks. Of course, if the guy's going zigzag out of the lane or not, you know, he's too left or too right, then I ignore it. But most of the time when people are driving, when you drive on the tire wipes, um, there's less, they've taken the water away. So you have a bit more grip staying in, in those lanes. So I do drive in the person in front's tire wipes. Um, and also, I don't drive with the cruise, I love the cruise control on a car or adaptive cruise mm. control. I think they're fabulous, but when it rains, I tend to switch them off because um, if you're going and there's water, normally you'd back off the gas, which means weight mm. goes forward, you get a bit more traction in the front. Um, if the cruise control is on, as you get to the water, the wheels are going to keep, you know, the car's going to keep power to the wheels, so the wheels will slip. So there is, wow. ch- there is okay. a chance that with cruise control, you could the car could skid, where if you were, if you were backing off um, intentionally, the car wouldn't skid. So it, it's not necessarily, if, especially if it's running a lot, rather leave the cruise control out and just drive with feeling a little bit so you can feel what the car's doing. Nico, I want to just raise, you've raised two things that I think are worthwhile talking about. The zigzag. Only two. No, there's lots more. There's lots more. We've got, <laughs> we've got uh, requests from people. We've got questions from mm-hmm. people. So we've, we'll go through all of that. But you talk about people zigzagging out of the lane mm. and you talk about being present. One of the things I've noticed in the last couple of weeks, and I don't know if it's got worse, mm-hmm. but I just am really aware of it, is that when people pick up their phones and use their phones when they drive. Now, we know it's wrong, but what I've noticed about it is that you, that they're driving. You can actually sense that their driving mm. is not is not so if, so what i do is i look they're you know, kind of they're not mm. moving but they feel like they're moving or they're not in their lane yeah you, you know if you're driving a lot and and i guess this is years of experience i've been driving cars now for mm. at least i think five years so when I'm, I'm really concentrating on what the cars are doing you can sort of see almost by the a- attitude of the car or how the car drives mm. if the driver's not present so if, if i look at the car and i see what the driver's doing i see that listen where's this guy going sort of meaning sure yeah then yeah. I, okay this guy's just let me just get away from here so I just let me just pass this person or let them just go. So I'd really watch cars and see how the how, how the cars actually moving mm. to see if the driver's concentrating or focusing on what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, and if they're not, then I'd say let me just get away. So that's what I definitely do. So it could be the fact that they're on their phone or they're just simply not concentrating when they're driving. Yeah. So I do watch what other cars are doing, and not only in my lane, on the on other lanes as well, left and right. Mm. I see. You know what are the so that's an important thing is watching what the cars are doing. Um, you know, if you if, if let's say I drive behind a car, if I can't see for in, if something is really bad, if I look at the mirror inside and I can't see their eyes, then I know they they're not looking backwards. Yeah. And I also just so in other words, I look at cars and I say, this guy's a hazard. Let me just get away. Yeah. But you know, if they if the if you can't see the eyes of the person in front of you driving, then it means they're not using the rearview mirror, which then means again they're not present when they're driving. They're mm. simply just getting from A to B. And you've got to be careful on the rain, by the way. Um, driving near. Um, What's the Al- is Allendale? Um, yeah, that's a Kalami off. Yeah. Um, so there's a there's a left lane um, right. and the right lane, but there's a little middleman. And somebody hit the, the, this morning. They were driving, and I think they weren't really. I don't know exactly what happened, but it's about you know it's about a brick high. So they hit that with their car because they went all the way left or right. So I, yeah, the whole front uh, you know is bent in, so it's quite dangerous. Yeah. So that's the thing with ro- um, road conditions as well. And then one thing that irks me, irritates me a little bit, is people just driving with hazards on all the time. So in yeah. my mind, hazards mean there's something wrong. Maybe car 
cars have st- stopped suddenly in front. Mm. Um, you're moving and now they've stopped. Um, or, you know, you've broken down. But if you're just driving in the rain, don't put your hazards on because effectively, if everybody's driving with hazards, my feeling is that sort of desensitizes you to what, where there's really a hazard because all the cars are just driving with a hazard. So as it means your car's broken down, cars have st- stopped suddenly um, and you've had to brake very hard. Some cars, uh, most cars nowadays, if you brake hard enough, the car will automatically put on the hazards if you oh, really? really get into the ABS hard enough. But yeah. Yeah, I don't think you should be driving with hazards on all the time. If vis- drive with your lights on. Drive with the lights on. If visibly it really gets bad in the rain, put your fog lights on. Yeah. Um, if you really want to, but you know, it, I don't think it's ne- personally it's necessary to drive with hazards just because it's raining. I can see you anyway if your lights are on. Okay, we got a message for you. Someone wanting to know something. Let's mm-hmm. go to the message and take it through. Good morning, Michelle and the SA family and Uncle Nico. It's Elijah from Stakesbridge. Please, uh, Uncle, uh, Uncle, help me. I've got an old Audi, which is Audi 100. And I've got an issue with the engine. It's no longer working, but I'm still paying the license for the car. Which engine can I fit it into this Audi in order to make it alive again? Please help me, Uncle. Nico, it's Elijah from Stakesbridge. Kwabikizana. Thank you. Thank you, Elijah. So, so Audi, Uncle Nico, yeah, uh, Audi, can, can you just put any old engine in a car? Well, the thing is, if you go back to the Audi 100, uh, um, at that stage, um, today it'll be the Audi, it'll be an Audi A6. But going back to an Audi A, um, 100, they shared a lot of, um, you know, and, and I'm, I, this is sort of my feeling. So this is not exact science. You've got to really do some research on the internet because I'm sort of going on, I think, what I've what I feel is that this would share some parts with possibly a Passat um, and some other Volkswagen Passat. products. Yeah, because remember, they were poor, at that stage, it was VAG, Volkswagen Audi Group. So in the 70s and 80s, um, or more so in the 70s and the 80s, they started splitting. In the 90s, yeah. there was a big split. But there was a lot of sharing between the Volkswagens and Audi models. So what was an Audi 100 um, would have probably shared some um, 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 drivetrain and engines with, with Volkswagen. So it could have been with a, a Volkswagen Passat. Um, I'm not sure what the engine sizes of the Audi 100. Is it a five-cylinder engine? Because you know, five-cylinder engines might be a bit more difficult to, to get. But I would, I would say I would go to the internet. This is what I would do. I would search, first, first of all, Audi 100 um, and say, okay, which are the similar models to that? Um, Wikipedia normally gives you good information on, on different models. Yep. Um, and it could possibly be that there was, <clears throat> on Volkswagen side, Volkswagen Passat, that could share it. So you need to look for, for engines that are that are similar, um, that are compatible. But then the difficult thing is finding a Did donor car. Did you notice car. that I had the word compatible and you just said similar? <laughs> yes, but you, you. I mean, IQ you wise, I'm you know, smarter than you. I, I know you're smarter <laughs> than me. I know. So when I was at school, we had no we had lower grade, standard grade, and I'm higher grade. grade. You're definitely a higher grade, and no. I'm sort of more the. the no, <laughs> I'm just <laughs> empty seats. <laughs> but also remember, your your vocabulary is much um, um, more advanced than mine. Mm. So you're going to battle to find a source engine, I think. So I heard I'd, the word eschaton. I, read I don't know what that means. I didn't know what it meant either, but you know what eschaton means? It means the end of time. Oh, really? Yeah, if we're moving into a time of eschaton or an <coughs> eschaton time. I, I can't recall how you use it. Mm. E-S-C-H-A-T-O-N. Kay. Eschaton. eschaton. It, means, it means the apocalypse, the end of time. Really? 
Yeah. Okay. How about that? Interesting. Okay, let's get back to the cause. <laughs> luckily, we're not there yet. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's what I would do. But I think you might f- battle to find a donor engine. But I would look at Volkswagen engines. Jeez, like and also maybe go to Goldwagen. So find a Goldwagen. Uh, you can try an uh, a Volks- uh, Audi or a Volkswagen dealership or even Goldwagen that deals with Volkswagen parts. So, um, Elijah, I have to say you've, you've raised a question that I never, ever knew. I never realized that you could actually take a car and then just stick in another engine yeah no, well I, I it's got to be the same what happens is especially the these, brand. yeah and but also brand. but also the mounts could be the same it could be in the fa- in comparative brand in, in the factory um that's pl- the place where the cars are made um it could be <laughs> that the mounts right. so the, the mounts have to be the same the engine mounts um so you can't just stick any Volkswagen engine in there so you know it won't be a little golf engine that might it might work or it might not Anyway, there's so I don't know. That's what the, what I would do if it was my I car. I suppose it also depends on the the brand of Audi because I mean, if you've got a huge big Audi tank versus no, an so Audi it's an Audi, well, I'm not sure what year Audi 100 that is as well. The Audi 100 became the Audi 500, so I think it's 70s. It could be early 80s. So mm. again, I don't know, but I would source Volkswagen engines um, if you go for battle to find Audi engines. Also, where where is Elijah from? Uh, South Africa, but I don't really? know where. Big cities are going to be easier than smaller towns. You know, yeah. if you go to a big city, um, you're going to find uh, probably, you know, if you look around, if you're in a smaller uh, rural area, it's going to be a bit more difficult. But I think with, with, you know, searching, you probably could come right. Elijah, there you go. You have the answer. So now Carabo says, you were talking about aquaplaning just mm-hmm. now. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask the question and then I'm seeing the clock tick down for the break. So I'll take the break while you think about it because it's... <laughs> I need to think about it. Because you need to think. Mm-hmm. Um, aquaplaning on brand new tires at 80 kilometers per hour is the scariest thing ever. What is the speed to do in wet conditions? Hold it. I'm thinking. We'll go to a break. Think. I'm sinking. All things automotive with the petrol head, Nico Smith. 10 to 9, you are with SFM 104 to 107, and this is the JSB. If you have just joined us, we've got Petrolhead Nicker in the studio bringing great coffee, NMS and real M- coffee. And MC. he's actually showing MC. me, Elijah, he's showing me the picture of your Audi. It is such a beautiful looking car, that Audi. Is that from the 1970s or uh, 1980s? No, that's the thing. It's from the, these are 70s, late 70s, but it could also be early 80s. That's why I said I'm not sure which one. Well, that's a classic car. Yeah, it is. In 21 years old, that's normally considered a classic car. Oh, Elijah, get that engine cracking, and who knows, you could even sell it for um, something very special. So, Carabo says, aquaplaning on brand new tires at 80 kilometers an hour is the scariest thing ever. What is the safest speed to do in wet conditions? So, I guess um, uh, there's no indication of speed, because depending on the amount of water, um, even at 60, you could aquaplane. Mm. So the tire has a certain amount of, the tread has a certain amount of depth, and that's going to um, uh, you know, press through the, so certain parts press through the water and pushes out the water. But as you increase the speed, then and, and there's a lot more water, then the chances of aquaplaning, I was probably doing about 110, sure. um, and the car started skidding on the water, and it's brand new tires. So there's not actually a speed that says, you know, when you're driving, I guess if you're going at two k's an hour, you're not going to aquaplane. So as you increase the speed, but it's also about how much water is on the road, um, and how much water is flowing where you are driving on that surface so um, uh, if there's just a little bit of water less likely to aquaplane also i think it depends on the amount of tread so let's imagine like 
let's imagine you have brand new tires, you still have to adjust your speed to the conditions. So mm. when I was driving, it's raining a lot. If you start seeing water streaming over the road, if you're doing 60, you can aquaplane in that water. So in other words, you have to adjust. The more the, water, the quicker you're going to aquaplane. That's it. And, and, and the more you increase the speed, the more likely you are to aquaplane. And the less tread you have, the more likely you are to aquaplane. So the big thing is always adjust your speed to the conditions. But then if you're driving on the highway, so I'm driving on the Benzkumani in the morning, um, or this morning, I can't do 60 k's an hour because then I'm just, uh, you know, in racing, we talk about a moving chicane. Because mm. now what I'm doing is I'm just being a hazard to everybody else. So you've got to adjust to the conditions, but also look at what other cars are doing. If you're the only one going to 80 k's an hour, everybody else is doing 120, then you are a hazard. At least go to the slow lane if you want to do that. Mm. So you've, you've got to adjust to the conditions. If everybody's going fast, doesn't mean you have to go fast, but at least get out of the fast lane. Yeah. Um, that's the thing. Okay, got a question for you on, um, I think it's Isuzu Bucky's. Ha, huh. so I have a 23-year-old Isuzu Bucky. Does that make it a classic car? Yeah. <laughs> it does. It's con- Normally, um, cars are considered 21 years old, uh, are considered a classic cars. So, yes, your Isuzu Bucky is a classic car. But, I mean, an Isuzu Bucky is not exactly the same as the Audi 100. Yeah, he's, um, he's, 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 you know, to yeah, use a very... No, but... No, <laughs> Let's be frank. So to use a, a right term, uh, is more classic or a rur? Then, oh, I mean, because okay. um, the Audi 100 is probably, that's the 70s or 80s. Yeah. So, I mean, so it, I, I think yeah. the older the car gets, of course, the more there's a demand for it. Um, Although there's some cars, I should imagine, that even though they get ancient, they're not or over 20 years or 30 years or whatever, that people are like... Mm. Yeah, so Are all cars, classic, classic cars over an age is the question. Yeah, I th- so let's say some, some cars are going to be higher in demand. I mean, Isuzu Bucky's, they're going to last a long time. That's, you know, what they're known for. But it's not like um, people are going to pay millions of rands for it. But if you yeah. want a car that's now really seen as really a big, big classic is the Bobby Ewing um, Mercedes-Benz SL from Dallas. You know, that, that type of car is now seen as a, as, 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 a, as a classic car. So that's from the 80s. I <laughs> can even uh, remember that. Uh, well, I was very small. I, I wasn't allowed to watch Dallas, but I was really, really small. So I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't in any way know what was going on. But I know, you know, I know the car. Do you know what, which car I'm talking about? So not really. Um, again, <laughs> let me multitask. So you can read the next question. Okay, I'm going to read quickly. you the next question. But, uh, Nico, did your parents not allow you to watch Bobby uh, Ewing? I was too small anyway. Um, but I, 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 What do you think? They thought it was the sex, drugs, rock and roll. I definitely was. It was, I mean, it was hectic in the 80s. The stuff that was going on there was... And the big hair. Um, they, they actually stopped you because of the big hair. <laughs> so this <laughs> is a question from Claire in Georgia. It's not actually a question. It's a, it's a statement. Claire is saying, Nico, you'll be pleased to hear that the problem of recharging in remote places has been solved. There was a photo of a, and this is an inverted commas, there was a photo of an eco-friendly electric bucky parked at the side of the road and recharging itself from a generator carried on the back. (laughs) So my question is, how do you even do that? Well, you do it very slowly (laughs) because (laughs) because, uh, uh, you can do it with a generator, but uh, a generator is, is, is very, very, very slow energy into the car's yeah. battery. So it's not a practical thing. Uh, it's going to take you a long time to, to really get anywhere. But I yeah. guess if, if you've you've not watched things properly and you've run out of juice and you need to get somewhere, I guess you could start a January and, and then wait a long time and slowly put energy back into the car's battery. But it really will be a frustrating thing. So even a three-point plug at home, if you have an electric car, is very slow. I had one the other day as well, and the range wasn't great. So I plugged it in overnight. 
I think at 12 hours, and it was maybe 30% range. Um, so that you, if you want to, electric cars are charged at home. That's just the practical thing, and that makes mm. that's the beauty of it. But you have to do some adjustment because the the amps. Um, so try, try charging a car with kilowatts. That's volts times amps. But at home, your the wires are very thin, so the amps, um, the current is very is, is mm. not not a lot. So normally they go from your DB box, and they have a th- slightly a four millimeter wire, so slightly thicker wire, and you up the amps, and then that means that the car will charge um, from 2.2, 2.3 kilowatts to about 7.2 kilowatts. In other words, cho- uh, if you charge the car, you have to do s- a slight adjustment. You can still charge from normal single phase, mm. but then that charges quite quickly. But charging an electric car from a three-point plug is very slow and frustrating. It's not a practical way to do or it. Or from a generator. Or from well, a generator, I, th- I think, probably would be worse. So it's not practical. I think it's entertaining. <laughs> well, <laughs> but Claire, it's Claire, not, I mean, it's a kind of a weird idea. image that Claire has, has suggested. Well, I guess I guess somebody, you know, maybe it's the first time they drove the car or somebody was borrowing a car they weren't planning. I'm not sure what the story was. Mm. And they're getting to a point where there's very little energy left. Where petrol car, you know, cars now, if you your, your tank's at zero, depending on the car, Mm. Um, let's say, because you know, a lot of cars now give you the range and say you've got zero k's left, and you can drive a few more k's. Electric cars, when you get to zero, the battery's going to die. It's like a phone; your phone's not going to go to zero and then have minus ten left. So, mm. where petrol cars has a little bit of, uh, when it leeway. tells you zero, there's a bit of leeway. There is still some fuel. Yeah. With electric cars, when you get to zero, you're at zero. You could probably start again, drive a little bit, and then it'll die again oh. from there, a few more meters. But again, it's just planning. To be honest, it's not an issue. I mean, I've never run out of fuel in a car because I just use my pip I think and, and I say okay <laughs> the light goes on let me put fuel in and the same with electric cars <laughs> yes that's a very technical word it means brain oh really oh okay. your head <laughs> yeah you're ahead now now you really are ahead yes, yes it's yeah. my, my big word for the day okay use my pip and so you've just shown me the beautiful picture of Bobby Ewing's. Are they all red, those mirrors? No, they don't have to be red, but that's the, that's mm, the car. So if you just go Bobby Ewing, uh, Mercedes-Benz, you'll see what I'm talking about. And those are seen as real yeah. classics now. So yeah. um, so they've, in, of course, um, you know, if you, if you really want to pay some money, you know the term, it's a doozy? Oh, yes. Tell, tell us it, what it, it comes it's from, a doozy means. It comes from a Duesenberg. So there were cars um, built um, um, in, the, I think the company stopped in 1937. Yeah. Um, and uh, there were two brothers. Their surname was Duesenberg. So they built these very expensive cars. I think somewhere in the it was 20s or 30s, there was one car that cost $20,000, uh, which was, I mean, ridiculous money for a Duesenberg. So when you, you know, it, but it was a really special car. So as a classic car, these things are millions and millions of, of US dollars. So so, um, but you know, saying something was nice. It's a doozy. It's a Duesenberg. So that's where that term. It's a doozy. I always thought it's, to, it's a doozy means that it's like. Useless. It's a canoe marathon from 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 Peter Maritzburg. <laughs> <That's, laughs> I always thought actually that it meant no. that like something was useless. Oh, no, it's a doozy. a doozy. So it's a doozy. It's like it's a doozy. Oh. So Bobby Ewing's cars. If you get a mint one, it's a doozy. Oh my word! I think I might have like completely misunderstood. And mint doesn't mean peppermint. So mint means it's really in good condition. It's in mint condition. You know. Um, I'm just suddenly going through a bit of a state because I'm suddenly remembering someone said to me that something no. was a doozy. And I thought they meant it was absolutely terrible. No, doozy is good. So actually, oh, my word. Okay, okay. so you've got, do you know who it was? So you can find them well, back. I, I know who it was, yeah. yeah. Okay, so sorry, listen, I misunderstood a doozy. Yeah, it, it, I totally you know, misunderstood it's a Duesenberg and it's actually beauty. Wow, we learn something new <laughs> every single time you and I talk, Nico. Thank you so much. So, Nico, I'm going to be away for a few months, as I yeah, said earlier. Yeah, this breaks my heart. I oh, mean, does it break like, your heart? Does I think like, you? you know, classic examples of, of, of duets, duets. Yeah. No, duets yeah. is people singing, but like Tom and Jerry. Yeah, Robbie or Williams and… Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> um, so, that, 
<laughs> one part of me is now missing. Good for three cop, months. bad cop. But, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Tom and TC. So Tom Selleck and TC from Magnum PI. I was allowed to watch that. So, yeah, there's a part who's of me. Who's Tom and who's TC? Is what I <laughs> the guy flying, the, Tom Selleck, the guy with a mustache, and TC yeah. the guy flying the helicopter. But, but yeah, I'm, okay, you know, I'll there's a part of me. There's a part of me missing when you're not yet. Just really, it's just oh. not the same. So really, I feel... I'm just half the the, the half the, the man you half the man I, I, I should be if you're not here. <laughs> <laughs> it's half the show if you're not here. Nine o'clock, Nico. Thanks for the coffee. We'll speak to you in a few months. Time for the news. Good morning. <laughs>